Welcome to the Three Hokages Podcast with your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. With the season finale or possible series finale of Disney Plus's Ahsoka series, uh, we're going to discuss all things Ahsoka Tano uh, in this episode. So, Kay, you've saw the, uh, you saw the season. Kay, uh, Kareem, you've seen the season. Uh, we're going to start with the lady of the group, uh, Lady Hokage K. What was your thoughts on? Uh, <laughs> what was your thoughts on this season? Um, uh, let us know because you often don't like things, so it's, it's going to be interesting to find out if you do or you uh, you do or you don't like uh, this current uh, Star Wars installment. Okay, let me preface it by saying, Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch any of the things that one needs to watch to to fully appreciate Ahsoka. Okay. So no for Clone Wars, no for the Rebels. No, none of it. So those big moments where, you know, dude comes out and he's all blue and shiny. I don't care. The women, I don't care. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. The, 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 the mothers, I really did. I did appreciate. But like, in all honesty, I it wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I still, as I said before, I have my issues with Sabine. But ahead, if ahead, he takes... <laughs> no, because everybody's like, really you're... Because they're gonna be like, you're a mad hater. Like you like nothing. That's not true. I do like stuff. Overall, it was a good show. It was an oh, it was a good show. It was a solid show. There were some problems. Sabine being one of them, like a major problem. The Asian dude on the council, I'm like, okay, you clearly are working for the enemy, but it's okay. We was like, we're showing you out now. But what I dislike the most is you literally have to have been a fan and have watched everything else going into this. This was not like a standalone show that like you needed, you needed the back world for this to make sense to you. And I don't have that because I ain't watching because uh, I got, I must say, I got a life, but that's not true. Because um, <laughs> I don't. Um, I have no life. I'm very boring. But I'm like, I didn't watch it. So, like, I can't get hyped about this show. I'm just like, oh, because my first time, my first time really seeing Ahsoka, honestly, was Mandalorian. Like, I mean, I saw the images of her and everything, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay. Mm. even Anakin coming back I was like that's cute but you're dead right like and then it made me think like, okay what is the timeline of this again and the person I was watching he was like yo yeah it's after all that so I was like wait so she's five years younger than Anakin and he'd been dead but his kids are grown how'd that work and then they had explained to me she ages differently I was like because she black um yeah again, space melanin <laughs> Space right, space melanin makes- is saving people. <laughs> <laughs> but like overall, like if I think I would have been happier if it was more standalone and I didn't need all the back information. I loved seeing like the new world open up. That was great. I love seeing the space whales, which are also kind of like space octopi, but whatever. So it's a whale pie. I don't know. But like I didn't hate it. So I'm not a hater all the time i just mm. it was I, I i smiled i was okay with it i do think that sucks that the actor passed away so now we're not going to get whatever his story was his apprentice i kind of want, want her dead like 
and the dude who made it back to our time to the other world i'm just like y'all don't really help in your show unless like you literally have to have been a fan from the beginning and watch everything and there's a casual viewer i'm not the person this is made this was made for no y'all two are right so you two are that that, that being said kareem how did you enjoy this <laughs> the, um so I, I i do agree with with Kay and saying um that it wasn't so much for the casual viewer um was there a lot missing in terms of introduction to the characters introduction to the storyline introduction to what was really at stake um yeah there was a lot left out um, i do appreciate that to an extent however because again we we complain at times when there, there are shows that don't cater to the biggest fans um in the sense of rewarding them for the amount of time that they put into the following story and then it feels just like a rehash where the story pretty much goes nowhere. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit in between where I think it would help to give a little bit of backstory, but I'm only in between to the sense of, yeah, they could have just shown some words before certain episodes, like, you know, the scroll in the Star Wars font that we're used to, and that's it. I do like that it did not rehash everything, and it did not give backstory to every single sequence that they had. Um, I love the show. I loved everything that it was. I loved everything that it was that was presented during it. But I um I, I felt I didn't feel satisfied at the finale, and I I can't necessarily say it was due to the show itself or due to the episode or due to being unhappy with how things developed. And I would say that it's really due to the state of streaming right now, which is there's so much uncertainty when it comes to streaming that it's just hard to feel satisfied when a show is concluded in the manner that this show is concluded. Um, now, I say that because if this was just regular TV, um, you would feel excited. You would say, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. They introduced so many new elements. It made me feel like I was a kid again watching Star Wars. It reminded me why I fell in love with it first. Why couldn't they explore any of this in the movies where they're introducing all of these different aspects? You have different galaxies, you know, where space whales, all of these different things. Um, Balon's story, where is it going? Is he going to become, you know, a, a better master than any other Jedi or Sniffler? What is he going to become anyway? There are a lot of exciting story elements that they can develop going forward. Where if this was network TV, you would think, okay, I can't wait to the next season. The problem is, I don't know what's next. Is it going to be another season? Is this going to tie into a movie? Is it going to tie into another show? Is it going to just be a, oh, you know what? Let's cancel it after one season, regardless of how it did, and not reward anyone who put time into it. And that's why I feel disappointed. Um, because I don't know what's next. Is it going to be five years before season two comes out where none of this matters? Is it going to just be a tie into a movie? Are they going to reboot the entire thing? And And it's a shame because this was a great show, but the cliffhanger, it's not a cliffhanger. It just feels unresolved. Um, I do think that if this was a longer story right now, I wouldn't have an issue with Sabine. I would say, you know what? This is part of her character arc. There's a lot to learn. But you also have to believe that, you know, similar to the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> there are greater forces at work. And so even what may appear to be 
a devastating mistake, it's only because it's leading to them being introduced as something that can ultimately help them. Or maybe Thrawn has a, a bigger enemy that he's focusing on. There, there are a lot of exciting things that happen, but is any of it going to even matter? And that's the part to me that's disappointing where you can't have a cliffhanger if there's no guarantee about what they're going to try to do next to some extent. I agree. Uh, I think, um, well, I know I enjoyed the series. Uh, I didn't know that this was, I believe this, after looking online and talking to some people, uh, friends online, that think this is supposed to be a setup towards something bigger that may be a feature film or possibly uh, uh, explored on Disney+. Plus, But it felt incomplete. Um, it felt uh, like this should just be, a, hopefully, just a season finale and we can get some more. And I, I'm not even thinking about um, the two anti-Jedis, they're not Sith, but they're not really Jedis, uh, Balin and his his Padawan. If, even if we take away their stories, if we're just focusing on Thrawn coming back to try to revive the Empire um, or Ezra coming back into the, their known galaxy. What happens to him? Uh, what happens to Thrawn? We don't see either one of these in The Force Awakens. Uh, is Thrawn's um, uh, night troopers or zombie troopers, do they... Are they part of that uh, first order that was like uh, buried on? Was it Madrigal or that planet that um, that the Emperor's uh, clone is on? Is, is that you know? Is that part of it? Is this the precursor to you no know, Snoke's arrival? I'm, there's a lot of questions that weren't answered and hopefully will be answered in something future, whether it's literary or visual based. Uh, I always enjoy Ahsoka. I mean, I've seen her character from the clone wars to her introduction and to her um you know showing up in rebels and stuff like that so it's good to see it was always good to see live action um creations of, of people um i was kind of let down that just some of the action wasn't as exciting as i'd hoped it'd be so like the final final fight with uh her um and oh i forgot the night sister's name it was it was good it was good action it wasn't like it was some you know uh, Iron Fist level uh, martial arts or something like that. It was, it was definitely good. It just it didn't wow me as much as say um, I think earlier. I think when uh, the previous episode when they were fighting the other night troopers outside, when it was Sabine, Ezra, and them fighting, I thought that would, to me seemed more exciting. Uh, but I think I was I think because they have night troopers, which we've never seen in live action before. I think that was some that's a plus. To, uh, hopefully to find out what happens with the uh, the mothers of Dathomir when they bring in those caskets back. I'm presuming those yeah. are uh, uh, more of the clone troopers that have passed away in the other galaxy. I don't think they're the Dathmorians or anything like that. So it, it just leaves a lot of questions to be asked as to where we're going to go from here. Because you know, looking online, don't know how much of it is truthful, how much of it is just fan fiction. But you know, saying that possibly this is the 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 world where you know the force may have started from, and Balin is looking for that source or something like that. Maybe that's what that light is at the end of the the horizon or something like that. Because he said he's not he no he says it's always a cycle with light and dark. And he's he's hoping to break that cycle. Um, but also in the title, I think it's called the uh, something the witch. And the warlord. It almost it reminds, almost reminds me of the uh, lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Yeah, it almost <laughs> reminds me of, like the Chronicles of Narnia kind of things. So I was like, you know, the lion, witch, and the wardrobe. So you got, I think it was like the Jedi, the witch, and the warlord. So I'm like, is the warlord um, Thrawn, or is the warlord supposed to be possibly it will turn into Balin uh, at the end? I, I don't know. It really wasn't for certain. 
Um, but again, I think this season left a lot more questions on the table uh, that weren't there before. You know, these are a lot of the questions now. Like, okay, so Thorn Thorn is back. What happens now? Where where? I mean, this we already know this is after Return of the Jedi. So the you know, this is still before Force Awakens. So does he survive? Does he get you know booted back into another galaxy? Because there's no mention of him in in Force Awakens. Um, uh, yeah, it, it just leaves. Force Awakens. <laughs> it's allegedly a good Star Wars movie, allegedly. But um, I think that goes into the next question: is uh, is Ray better than, or where does Ray stack up in Jedi against um, Ahsoka? And I'm not saying head, uh, no head to head, but just if you had to pick or choose, which who would you favor? Oh, oh. Ahsoka. Okay, this is not even close, Ahsoka. Yeah, um, <laughs> Ahsoka easily. I, I think. I just think they didn't know what they wanted to do with Ray, yeah. and that's my, my issue. Ahsoka easily is a much, much better character. Um, the, the characters overall in in this show were better than what they did with any of the characters in those those three alleged, you know, Star Wars um, sequel movies. Uh, they 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 respected the characters enough to develop them. Um, to not have them become distracted from, you know, by by just annoying things that made no sense. Even though Sabine pretty much put the galaxy at stake for someone who I don't even think she hugged him. Did she even hug him at one point? Uh, she did. No, she, 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 no, she, she, she did hug. She did hug him. She did hug him at that one point. Happy here or whatever. No, they you know, like she put yeah. the entire galaxy at stake for that. Um, you can still understand it from the standpoint of. Um, at least he was somebody who was a hero and she had no family left. Um, she wasn't suddenly in love with someone who was out to committing war crimes and, and massacre an entire star system. And she just suddenly fell in love with him and her whole story became about chasing him. Right. Um, and Kylo Ren. <laughs> I, you know, so I do appreciate the way they develop all the characters, even with Sabine. She's had an interesting journey. Um, she, I mean, she hasn't won any fights really until the end. No, um, but I still enjoy the way that they've been developing her powers because she is torn between two worlds. Um, so I do appreciate that. But when it comes to Ahsoka and other characters, ah, Ahsoka is bad. She's a great character. She's a great character. Rosario Dawson was the perfect choice for that role. Um, I so I really do hope there's a season two. I mean, I do want to see a movie. With the minute, but you know that's what I'm. That's why I'm torn. It's like the streaming verse. Do I want to see a season two or a movie? Is it you shouldn't have to choose. You should be able to have. This is the series that's having. If it develops into a movie down the line, it can still be a series. They had that years ago. Certain TV shows became movies, but they still had a series going on. Yeah, I, I think um, I don't need to see an entire Ahsoka movie. I think if they continue with the series, I think it, it does better for us because you are, you're allowed to develop and slow pace um, the storyline. Uh, you know, movies is everything condensed. You know, you got to put it out there in 90 to, uh, no, uh, 90 to 180 minutes or something like that. Uh, you can't really, you can do more with the six, six hours or eight hours you have allotted to you uh, in Disney Plus. Um, and I think, and in micro doses of, of, of seeing Ahsoka on a screen, like once a week kind of thing is good because her character, while I enjoy the character and then seeing her 
you know, developed from uh, the you know, young Padawan to pretty much she's to me, I think she's a Jedi master because she's now she's got her own Padawan and stuff. You see, you can see her, her character's maturity. And I appreciate that. And definitely from the writing standpoint, um, I just who's uh, other than that, like right now is her thing is, is she even going to be looking for Balin and his Padawan are just going to try to learn how try to figure out how to get off the planet? Like what is, what are they? What are they going to do? Uh, no, she at the end, you know, she sensed uh, Anakin's presence because you no, know, the Sabine sensed it, but she didn't know what it was. She just figured it was you no know, some light in the shadow, uh, from what she said. But I think uh, Sabine knew. Not Sabine. I'm sorry. I think Ahsoka knew that. You no, know, it was a Force Ghost presence, but you no, know, she's not at the po- point where she's able to see him. Yeah. At least we know he can travel through galaxies. Not, uh, Force, yeah, Force Ghost isn't isn't locked into that one location, but well, maybe she'll find the the uh, place beyond places because the the owl was present on that world, so maybe the owl can show her where she can go to channel the Force to like kind of like where she went to when she was fighting Anakin when she had got knocked off the cliff. Like maybe it'll be a place where she can sit there and meditate to connect uh, herself back to the Force or back to the original galaxy that they came from. And that, that's exciting to think about. And that's what I love about it. There are so many possibilities. Um, because I don't think that the point of this season was to just strand them in a galaxy and let everyone who was stranded in the galaxy now be in the original galaxy. Um, so again, I think this is perfect for a, bit, a longer journey for those characters where now they're in a galaxy where they can learn so much more about the Force mm-hmm. um, than they ever occurred if they stayed on the usual path that others have taken. But that's one of the things that I love about this show is how it has opened the door to so much as it pertains to the Star Wars, to Star Wars mythos. Um, as opposed to, I forget how many years ago, decades ago, where they just said, anything that you've read over all of these years no longer matters. None of that's canon anymore. But now it seems like they're introducing some of it back, um, slowly but surely, but it's better than the same standard you know, someone finds out they're Jedi or they're from a line of Jedi or they have or they're force sensitive and now they're fighting the same battle over and over again. Um I do like this longer journey that they seem to be undergoing. Um and 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 Thrawn, he he's like the creepiest, um, most calculating dude ever and, and he he hasn't even run the entire season. And to me he's scarier than Kylo Ren ever was in all three movies. And he just walks and talks right now. And he's <laughs> creepier than, than anybody else. It's amazing how that was pulled off. But I just love everything about the show. It's, it's, it's not the show to me. It's the streaming environment, the streaming culture, where is it just a money grab and they're going to cancel it or what? But everything about the show, I enjoy. We'll, we'll stay tuned. We'll let everyone else know what we find out uh, in the very near future. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the name Three Hokages and on Twitter and Twitch while the guys game, which is Three Hokages Podcast. For more episodes and blogs, check us out on www.3hokages.com. And that is three, the number, H O K E G S.com. And I feel like Vanna White, those numbers have turned. Thanks again for listening to us. Have a great time. Yeah.
No itch when I kick it, cause it's preordained. When I spray, pull a three Hokage. Beyond sight, think a nightmare, we move all ways. It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage. Now a tune of the sound of the new old age. Book words more clever, the stakes is higher, the stakes is higher. Based on the day, it's wire. The culture ain't the case of day to day, a tiger. Nah, respect the frame, the bands is fire. Pay comments when you speak about us. Pay comments when you speak about us. Pay comments when you speak about us. Yeah.